Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown! Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salicata back on the fan. While you were sleeping, we started the show talking about the incredible Knicks win. Has to be the best regular season game that we've seen from the Knicks in quite some time. Seriously, like probably over 20 years. I know they've had some decent moments along the way. Uh, A couple years ago was a fun regular season. This is different. They're actually legit now. And to go up to Boston and get a win like that without Jalen Brunson, where, you know, they beat Boston last week, but there was no Jalen Brown, and the excuses weren't in there for the Celtics. This was a spot where there was no chance the Knicks were going to win this game without Brunson playing, right? Wrong. Emmanuel quickly shows that he is a stud. 38 points for him. Did it every which way. You know, three-pointers getting knocked down, rebounding, assists, steals. I mean, he quickly was great. R.J. Barrett was terrific. Julius Randle was terrific for the most part. I mean, there were still some issues with the Knicks tried to give the game away at the end of the regulation, at the end of the first uh, overtime, which is some dumb plays. But they still were able to survive. And look, they play defense. They have star players. As we said to start the show, it's time to take the ceiling off of this group. Any limitations, any cap you want to put on them, well, they could maybe win a first round. No. It shouldn't just be that anymore. Well, maybe they could do they'd be scary in the second round. No. Why put limitations on this team? They have earned the right to not have those limitations. They are in the conversation. I'm not saying they're going to beat Milwaukee or Boston or Philadelphia or even the Cavs in a playoff series, but they can. They have the players now. It's a big difference from even two years ago when they were the number four seed. They didn't have the players. They had one all-star. Now they have players. They have a superstar, an all-star, and at least two guys that can be a star on any given night in R.J. Barrett and quickly. Not to mention the role-playing Mitchell Robinson and Quentin Grimes. Josh Hart. They're good. The Knicks are legit. There isn't anything that they can't do. Oh, well, they wish they had Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, but on certain nights they have guys. Was Donovan Mitchell, would, could Donovan Mitchell himself been any better than Emmanuel Quickly was tonight or last night? And I'll tell you, the answer is no. You know why? Quickly's better defensively. And I'm not trying to knock Mitchell. I love Donovan Mitchell. I wish he was here. But you get the point. He scored 38. He played excellent defense. Donovan Mitchell himself couldn't be any better. So if you just look at the box score and see the name D. Mitchell as opposed to I quickly, you'd think what? Hey, you know what? The Knicks have that star. They could be good. The Knicks have several guys now, four guys that can light it up. Four. That's a lot. Brunson, superstar, Randall, all-star, Barrett, quickly. Not to mention if Grimes ever gets going. And we know Josh Hart, obviously, a terrific role player. They finally have a team. It's refreshing to see. And to get that type of win to make it nine straight, man, just remarkable what the Knicks have done this season, this after. And they all deserve credit. Jim Dolan, Leon Rose, 
obviously Tibbs and the players, but mainly the front of the organization or the heads of the organization for sticking with Tibbs and believing in him. I'm sure there were it was getting close to bringing down the, the axe on him. And we would have continued the revolving doors around here. That seems to happen every couple years. They didn't. And Tibbs and the Knicks found their way out of it. And now they're in the conversation to do real damage in the NBA's Eastern Conference. Again, not saying they're going to, but they're in that conversation right there with maybe everybody outside of the Bucks. And even the Bucs, what, like they never had a bad postseason series? You can't see the Bucs losing? I, I don't think that they would, but can't see the Bucs getting tripped up a little bit? It has happened before. Anyway, it's just exciting to be able to have the Knicks back and being relevant. The game against Miami on Friday night was great. This game was great. And we look forward now to them continuing here, these final 16 games of the regular season, before they get into the playoffs. Not too often in the last two decades that we've had the Knicks and Rangers both in the playoffs at the same time. We're going to get that this year. And each team is legit. We talked a lot of football as well. Daniel Jones and his contract situation is tomorrow is D-Day. John's got to make a decision on that franchise tag. So we'll know by tomorrow the latest if they are able to reach an agreement with Daniel Jones and what he wants, his reps want over $45 million. Um, the Giants obviously are not going to want to go that uh, to those lengths at this point. They have the franchise tag as a fallback, even though that's not something that they really want, but that's their only leverage here, saying that they don't want to use the franchise tag, but they will if they have to. Jets still waiting on their quarterback. It sounds like Derek Carr. There were reports saying Derek Carr is leaning toward the Jets instead of maybe New Orleans or Carolina, but the Jets, common sense would tell you they're waiting or leaning toward Aaron Rodgers, waiting to see if he makes the decision before they make uh, a move on Derek Carr. So those have been the big talking points. Mets rotation a little banged up in spring training over this weekend. David Peterson getting hit um, on the toe with the baseball. X-rays, though, I think negative. He should be day-to-day, so he might be all right. Jose Quintana yesterday had some side tightness. That's going to probably... Keep him out at least for a little bit, and he is officially out of the WBC. The talk at Yankee camp, Anthony Volpe, and the stud that he is looking to be. Tell you, I didn't think Volpe would be the starting shortstop, and he might not. Maybe he's a starting second baseman. If he keeps going like this, hard to imagine the Yanks keeping him off the opening day roster. 877-337-6666. Rob is calling from Woodbridge. What's up, Rob? Hey, doing, Sal? Long time listener, first time caller. Thank you. How you doing? Mm. Good. I'll Did be better in me? about fifty minutes. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was I was listening to a couple calls and it made me want to call in. Uh, I, I'm a big Giants fan, long time Giants fan, and I liked Daniel Jones in the beginning, you know. And I don't think he deserves forty five million. I say like thirty eight, maybe, because that's the going rate. And right. Everybody's got short-term memory. Uh, remember, he had nobody around him those couple of years. He had bad uh, coaches, Joe Judge and uh, the guy before him, McAdoo. And, I mean, he had nobody. Oh, yeah, McAdoofus. I remember him. Yeah, so, I mean, how? and, and they got no receivers, and he filed, and they didn't pick up his fifth-year tag. I, I think that he's a little pedoed because they didn't pick up his fifth-year tag. So now he went out and showed him what he can do. And I think he should get paid, but I don't think $45 million is just not get crazy. Well, you know what I mean? The, 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 well, there's a big difference there. The Giants aren't saying he doesn't deserve to get paid. The Giants want to pay him. The Giants want him here long term. So they're going based off of what they learned about him. I mean, I can't say Shane and Dable because they were here one year, but the organization, the ownership in particular, has liked Daniel Jones from day one. So they had the three years of reference. They wanted it to work. It did work with Shane and Dable. So they want Daniel Jones to be their guy for years to come. But you got to be reasonable here. $45 bucks. he's about $10 million off at least. Exactly, and I agree with you. I say spread it out. I want to keep them too. But if he wants that kind of money, we got to let him go. We can't afford to take that. But well, I'd they're like not going to let him. Say, they're, yeah, they're not letting him go. He's going to be the quarterback, and thank you for the call, Rob. He's going to be the quarterback this at the very least next year because they're going to franchise tag. If they can't come up with an agreement over the next 
however many hours. Fleegs, do you know what time the uh, – what is the exact deadline? It's tomorrow. I know that. Do we have a time? Like, is it at midnight tonight? Is it at 4 – okay, yeah. Is it a, Fleegs usually knows this stuff. He's like, I don't know off the top of my head. I figured Fleegs on top of it more so than I am with that. But either way, the deadline is Tuesday, whenever that may be. And – you know, then they'll have a decision to make. We'll, we'll know. I mean, he's he's going to be the fran- – if they can't come to an agreement, he's going to be franchise tagged. Then they have to decide about Saquon Barkley. But they want Daniel Jones here. They just want him at a reasonable number. I think he, Jones, and his team, his new agency, are being unreasonable. Eric is calling from Ron Conkham. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Sal. Good morning. I uh, hope you had a good weekend there. Uh, yeah, you know, I was on uh, daddy duty all weekend, so it was great. Ah, uh, okay. Well, nothing wrong with that. Hold uh, on, you know, let me let me dad. just rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Uh, yeah, Eric, thanks for asking. It was great. I was on daddy duty all weekend. <laughs> I had so much fun being a dad at home. It was awesome. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, look, as long as you're not in the middle of the night stepping on little squeeze toys that you know scare the heck out of you when you you know when you go from one room to the other, you're good there. So that's it. Uh, uh, but, yeah, what to wake you know, up? Look, it is the. It, I learned again this weekend. The greatest feeling in the world is getting the baby to fall asleep, and then watching that monitor while she's asleep. That's it. Like as long as she's asleep, it's like, ah, oh, thank God, I could actually do something for the next five minutes until she wakes up again. But there's no better feeling. There's no more satisfying feeling in the world than getting the baby to sleep. Yeah, you know, she had been having trouble sleeping lately, or just uh, just in yeah, a little bit. But I mean, just in general, it's like you, you, she's up and you're on the whole time, and it's like okay, it's yeah. nap time. Thank God, rock her to sleep. Yeah. She's napping. Yes, I could do something: take a shower, or go watch a show, or whatever. Yeah. Pay a bill, whatever it is that you got to do. And then she's up again, and then it's like you're on, you're on, you're on until the until bedtime. And then, you know, it takes an hour to get her to bed, for goodness sake, some nights. And then by the time she finally she falls asleep, I mean, if I'm still uh, awake enough, maybe that's when I can watch a movie. But didn't have any uh, – put it I, this I, way. I, I, did, I did not yeah. watch Creed this weekend, which I planned to do. I did not see any of it. Well, I'll put – I was just <laughs> – oh, boy, you're reading my mind. You know what, my – you know, it doesn't get any better when they're older either because my daughter threw a little wrinkle in yesterday and I had to bring her back to school earlier than I expected in the day. So that, that killed my chance to see Creed yesterday. So I had to – I had to yeah. refund my ticket, and uh, I'll go, you know, some point during the week. But uh, sorry, uh, but yeah, you know, we still got we still got the Islander game in, so that that was still a great plus there. But, uh, um, but uh, you know what? I'm getting excited here, though. I'm hearing a little something going on with you and Stewart, huh? A little arm wrestling contest, maybe. That's, yeah, I don't uh, know if that's going to happen. You know, we have to get it approved by the lawyers and stuff. Uh, I well, know. I mean, but I mean, look at it. But you know what? We we could have you know. The, Big promotion in in the background for for you. We could have the big Rocky music going on, and and if I heard it right, we in the background of uh, Stewart, we could have some John Wayne movie going on in the background. There. You said uh, no, John Wait. Know, well, have you heard of John Wait before? Oh, jo- John Wait. Oh, I, yeah. No, I, th- I thought he said John Wayne. All right, I, yeah, that's I, what I thought he said. But then he said that. John Wait. Who the hell is that? I don't know. Oh, I'm not quite sure then. That uh, okay, yeah. maybe so. Yeah. Maybe I misheard. I was loading loading my car up with with my stuff here when I heard that. So I'm like, I'm like, John, yeah. I'm like, why are you still talking about John Wayne? But I, but I do have to. I I, I will back you on, on this one thing here because uh, Stewart, I think ate every single item off the menu that game that we went to at uh, you know last year. So uh, you know him talking about his food there. You know he he went all out that day. That's for sure. Of course he so, did. Uh, I know that's what he said. Yeah. Oh no. I eat- <laughs> Clean. I, yeah, I eat salmon and Cheerios. Oh, yeah, that's not what I saw. You say one thing and then do another. <laughs> now, I respect a good cheat day, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, come on, let's, sure. make it like, let's not make it like you can't go to the game because you you're afraid of having chicken tenders and some Cracker Jacks. Uh, don't worry, Stuart. I'll pick up your slack. Don't worry about that. That's for sure. By the way, oh, the franchise but- tag is 4 p.m., so it is 4 p.m. tomorrow. That's the deadline. 4 p.m. tomorrow meaning Tuesday or tomorrow meaning Monday? Tomorrow meaning Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, you, know, you, yeah. you, you never know how someone looks. No, at I know, day. I know. The overnights are crazy. Yeah. Yes, tomorrow right. meeting Tuesday, right. four four p.m. deadline Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. So the Giants have until that will, then. Yeah, that will be interesting to watch. That I am kind of curious on that uh, that angle. But you know what? I I was uh, heading to get my bagels yesterday after I was done working, and I hear Ricky Ricardo on the radio. Always loving hearing hearing him, and he made a comment about the WBC that apparently, <clears throat> and I'm not sure if I'm going to watch given the time schedules and stuff, 
but he said that they're not going with the, the the new rules that just went on with baseball, which I'm not really surprised about that. But I'm sitting there thinking, like, all right, well, whoever does play, they, they're going to be quite confused, I think. You know, coming back from that, and all of a sudden, I'm going to go right second. back into the the, you know, the WBC's not using the the new rules for baseball. Not, no, no, and, and he made that very clear. He said they're not going by the new rules uh, because it's not a, it's not a major league baseball world, you know. Uh, Item, hmm. so they're going with with the All right, traditional. I mean, I guess I, you know, you know I, so, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I didn't, I didn't I mean, really have much thought. Not, I just assumed it would, but that makes sense now that you say it. Right. I mean, again, I'm not sure how much of it I'll be watching, but I, I could just see it being, you know, somewhat confusing to somebody who, <clears throat> you know, might think it's not the greatest idea, and then have to go back and forth, you know, within the next month or so, <laughs> having to try to follow that. You know when they're up at the plate or pitching, so uh, that, that itself I think will be interesting. But uh, I mean, based on what I've watched so far, though, I mean I have not had a problem, uh, you know, with with the new rules. I know Scherzer was a little off uh, center the other day, but uh, you know, I mean, I, I think they're all experimenting a little bit. So yeah, Scherzer was it was a little I don't have a problem. Which... It was a little much, and thank you for the call as always, Eric. Appreciate you checking in. It was a little much with Scherzer the other day, you know, trying to manipulate or find loopholes into what he can do with the pitch clock. And while I love Max Scherzer currently more than any pitcher in Major League Baseball, I found it – I'm not going to knock Scherzer for trying to get away with whatever he can and use the pitch clock to his advantage, but – the idea now that you're going to have pitchers or players try to look for an edge or an advantage within this rule to me is ridiculous because that's not why the rule is put in. This is put in for one reason only, to speed up the pace of play of the game. That's it. It's not about Max Scherzer trying to get an edge. It's not a pitch clock to trick the hitters. It's not a gimmick. It's just... Throw the pitch within this window so we could have some action on the field, please, can you? So it's not meant to be something that is going to be manipulated to gain an advantage. And I'm sure that there's going to be reactive rules, if not the stuff that's already put in place, you know, where you can't quick pitch and all that, all those different things. But in the spirit of the rule, it's not meant to... Be like that, where you got to try to trick somebody or quick pitch or keep them off balance. Like it's just throw the ball. I, I don't. I'm confused. Just throw the ball when you're supposed to. It should still be the same type of baseball, but just do it in a, a more timely fashion. So I respect Scherzer and you know Buck and those guys trying to gain an edge, of course. But I just it didn't feel right to me watching the way the Scherzer tried to manipulate uh, manipulate that thing on, was it Friday afternoon? Yeah, I guess so. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salicata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call, whatever it is you want to discuss on this Monday morning. We're going to 5 a.m., the warm-up show with Al and Jerry. The Knicks been a big talking point of the night, Daniel Jones and his contract, the Jets and their quarterback situation. Really, it's been uh, the, the quarterback situation for the last couple of weeks. I mean, same story, but we get closer and closer now. To D-Day, tomorrow 4 p.m. is the franchise tag deadline, so the Giants going to have to make a decision on Jones before then. And then you would think, you would think with free agency starting up on the 15th or the you know, the league year beginning on the 15th, that we'll find out from Rodgers. Isn't he due to go on like McAfee this week or something? I'm sure there's going to be some kind of news with Rodgers in the next week or so. And the Jets continue to play a waiting game as they should. Are they going to get burnt? You know, is he going to go to Miami instead, Rodgers? I highly doubt he's going to retire. To me, it doesn't sound like a guy that's going to retire. But uh, we'll see what Rodgers does. But we're just kind of 
in a holding pattern waiting to see what Rodgers decides. And it's annoying, I'm sure, for the Jet fans. It's annoying for the Jets themselves. Either way you look at it, though, hard to imagine right now the Jets with a quarterback next year other than Rodgers or Derek Carr. That's not a bad worst-case scenario that Derek Carr is the quarterback. 877-337-6666. Kevin is calling from Oyster Bay. What's up, Kev? Hey, what's up, uh, Sal? Great show. And uh, the John Waite is from the group. You're going to love this name, The Babies. John Waite was on stage, right? How, let me ask you something, Kev. How do you come up with the, and I'm being serious here, how do you come up with the different names each time? Like, is it random or are you using your friends' names? Because when you call, you use different names. You've been doing this for, geez, over 20 years probably. So how do you every time just come up with a name? I'm curious. There's only two people I couldn't slip a fastball by, you and Jody Mack. I, well, mi- I have a lot of middle know- names. No, yeah, right. I do. I've I have been like... hearing your voice. I've been hearing your voice for seriously over twenty years. Whether it be as a producer screening the calls or as just a listener, and now obviously as a host, so I hear it. I know right away. Like you got to get one of those things that can muffle your voice. Otherwise, I'm going to know that it's you. No, you're great. <laughs> muffle your voice. Did you Did you like the ending to our call last week? I felt good about that one. Nah, that was you. That was very funny, very entertaining. I thought it was yeah. funny. Uh, oh, I mean, we finally it gave few... it back to you. Well, I deserved it, because, but I don't mind it from you because it's funny, it's entertaining, but there's probably some guys in their late teens and early 20s might have been scratching their head at the end of that call. Correct, and, but, and they're probably doing that right now. Let me just let you know that Kevin, uh, or at least he says he's Kevin from Oyster Bay, is not really Kevin from Oyster Bay. I forget your actual name, but he's been calling the station for over 20 years, and he used to call him Prank with a, was it Pat Buchanan? Is that who it is? I always get him confused with Ray Buchanan, the former cornerback for the right. Atlanta Falcons. And you say, go Buchanan, go, 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 go. So that's why we did that last week. And anyway, here we are. But you and actually do a... talk about sports sometimes. No, I do. I just wanted to say, because you brought up John Waite, if he meant the guy from the group, the babies. John Waite was in concert, and at, near the end of his concert, during the encore, he had to come back out and tell the crowd that John Lennon was murdered that night. He was one of the first, he had to tell the crowd, that, you know, the ending to a concert. And then uh, John Waite got injured during a concert, too, a few months later. The, the, the girls loved him, all right? They, they, they pulled him off the stage. He was a real thin guy. They busted his leg up. It was, he had like a football injury during a concert. And he was off the stage for a while, and then that group broke up. But Is anyway. He a country uh, singer? But no, he was uh, he was from I believe from England. They were a rock group in the seventies. They were a lot of good music came out of the seventies. You know, no, and the one I, thing, well, it's a little before my time. I never, but I never heard of uh, John Waite. Yeah, because he's really been out of the really the thing out of the loop a lot. But mm-hmm. the, the real core singers uh, and the girls love him. The girls from the seventies would probably know him. Really and Stewart, well. yeah, the girls and, from the seventies and Stewart seem to apparently be well. St- Stewart is kind of smart. He knows. Do what the girls like. Go where the girls are. You know, I mean, when we're playing basketball, you were out there, me, I was out there playing. There were no girls out. I mean, there were a few girls that would come out and play, but they were usually older girls. But most of the time, you know, he knows what to do. He knows go where the girls are. That's what you do. But you got to have That's a good a pickup point. line too. But yeah. the thing is, um, uh, with the uh, with the new rules, uh, Sal, I, I really say a heads up ball player today, like a Pete Rose type. Pete Rose would go wild with these new rules. Mickey Mantle would probably toy with the opposition with his speed, with the you know throwing over the first and everything. So I like the rules. I like it speeding up the game. It'd be great if they could get us out of the ballpark faster and get and clear the highway so we could get home faster too. That'd be great. And the thing with Aaron Rodgers, listen, folks, uh, all the Jet fans who don't want Aaron Rodgers, I want them to take an IQ test, okay? Because first of all. Uh, you know, you got a chance to get one of the greatest quarterbacks. Is he the same Aaron Rodgers when he was 30? Of course he isn't. But he's still a tremendous player. You want him on your team. And I know the NFL behind the scenes, Sal, they're probably pushing this. Good news for the Jet fans, guy. Why do you think that? That they're pushing I think, it? The, well, they, they, first of all, they like a, a marquee name in, in one of the big, you know, big markets and stuff big ratings and everything. They don't want it to drag on because they, they want everything set. Because, you know, you have the combines, you have the draft. The NFL is in the media 12 months a year now. And probably behind the scenes they're pushing it. 
but obviously it's going to come down to Rodgers deciding and Green Bay deciding if they're going to trade them to anybody and who they're going to trade them to. That's the can bottom you, line. Can you, can you give me one for all time's sake? You're not going to get mad at me, are you? No. Okay, guys, you ready? The new guys in the audience will be scratching their head. Go, be can go. Go, be can go. Go, be can go. Go, be can go. Go, be can I haven't heard that in years. It used to infuriate me as a young producer. Oh, this guy again, he got us. Oh, okay, Sal, what happened there? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he must have said something about Buchanan. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Who the hell's Buchanan? Hector is calling from Washington Heights. Good morning, Hector. Good morning. How are you, Hector? And that, that's why, forget about how I am. That's why you're the man, bro. You're able what? to let this guy actually get on, have a conversation with him, and then you give him a chance to do his little bit. When you, like, that, you're the man. You're the man. Well, re- regardless of what it says on social media about me, I am nice to the callers. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> We're not gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get you were one, you know. You were one of the few people that uh, didn't uh, like that. You and I felt kind of the same way. I was like, oh god, afterward, I felt embarrassed and like uh, I didn't want that thing to get out. And then, boom, blows up. It's why you love me because I keep it real with you, brother. Yeah, I told you, yeah. I enjoy it like everyone else. I do, you know, like. Uh, you know, I cringe a little bit sometimes because I want the best for you. I need you on daytimes, my brother. I need you on daytimes. Meanwhile, did you work. see who liked it more than anybody? And I got to tell you, to have the support of uh, the boss, Spike, is just its unbelievable. He was tweeting saying, you know, uh, he'll support me and uh, the fan is lucky to have me and I'm an entertainer, which is all true, but I still didn't love that particular moment. But to have his support in that case is just... I, I can't, it's invaluable. Then you know what? It doesn't matter what the heck I say. <laughs> right. Well, that was kind of my point. I don't care what you say. I only care what one man says. As long as Spike likes it, I'm all for it. I'll call everybody idiots. Exactly. There you go. Because that's, that's what we need right now. We need that man to recognize who the star is, who the rising star, who the star already is. I know it's for anybody else. I know there's some other guys listening right now. But, Sal, you need to be on the daytime. That's what I got. All right, forget that. that. Yeah. How about yeah. the Knicks, baby? How about the Knicks? Hey, Sal, I don't even know. And I do want to talk a little bit about them. I'm so excited about everything right now with my teams, except for the whole Daniel Jones crap, but I don't want to talk about that. But the Knicks, and I, I'm a little nervous. I don't know how to feel because I don't want to get ahead of myself. You know, and I was realistic. This team is not an NBA championship team, Hector. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But man, 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 man. Like, you got to feel like we can compete against anybody the way this team is able to play right now, is able to deal with adversity within the game, um, even before the game when your best player or your second best player, however you want to qualify that, goes down and you're still able to beat a team. Like my buddy Doug said, and you saw me, you know, talking in the group chat, whatever. Who has every reason to come out here and kick the Knicks butt, right? Who had everything set up for them to do that? Coming off, you know, dropping the game to the Mets, blowing a big lead. The Knicks on an eight-game winning streak. Like, they're going to lose eventually, right? Um, the Knicks haven't beat them already two times out of three. You know, and, and, and still, still, for this team to win, oh, my goodness. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm really trying not to go nuts. I'm really trying... <laughs> Not to be un- un- unrealistic right now with, with with my happiness. Well, but that was kind of the point. I don't know if you heard the open, Hector, to the show, but the I point is that, I don't th- – no, no, it's okay. You could always go back and check it out on the free Odyssey app. But the point is that I don't think anything at this point should be unrealistic with them. That doesn't mean that you know I'm going to go on and predict that the Knicks are going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals, but I really do believe those things are in play. Not likely, but they're in play now. The Knicks are in the conversation. Those things are realistic. You shouldn't put limitations on what they could do. No, 
Eastern Conference Finals, yes. <laughs> Anything else, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And, and no, no you're, you're right. I'm not. I'm not because I've, I've always felt like I don't I don't see – you know, there's a couple of good teams, you know, the Warriors, if, if everything is, is clicking with them, like, you know, they're tough to beat. Um, in the East, I, I think, I, in my opinion, the toughest team I would think for the Knicks would be the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? If, mm-hmm. if they got everybody healthy and stuff. But other than that, like I think any team can beat any uh, another team. Well, like, the West, saying, like, the, the West is not as good this year in years past. I mean, you, know, you got Denver as a legitimate one seed. Behind that, and I'm not knocking those teams. I mean, look, maybe now KD with the Suns puts them over the top in the West. It's not going to be easy, but it's not like it used to be in the Western Conference. The East may have the better teams with Milwaukee, Boston, and even Philadelphia. You get three teams or four teams in the 40s uh, as far as win totals goes right now, and you only have one in the Western Conference. So you look at it, I think the East is deeper. I think the East is better, and I think the Knicks are right there with any of the top teams, maybe outside of Milwaukee. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I was going to say, as I was saying this, I, I do think I'm thinking about, you know, what KD... You know, whatever I think about him, whatever what he can do for for the Phoenix Suns, um, you know, it's yet to be seen. It, it could be, it could be very meaningful, and it could, you know, maybe put them over the top. You know, they have been knocking on the door, um, so you got gotta respect that. But nah, man, overall, just I just feel good. I think this team could definitely make a run in the playoffs. How far that would be, I don't know. I, but also, you know, you just feel good about about the team going forward. And I know everybody wants to think and. You know, you just got to be ready for when this is going through stars, sitting around the league, and yeah. But I don't think about that. I, I like the way this team is going right now. I like the young guys. Do we get frustrated sometimes with their growth? Absolutely. That's that's part of being a fan. But there's also a lot to be to be happy about and to enjoy. That's the that's the main thing. We're getting a season well, that well, we right. enjoy. To the that end. is the now, main thing. It's March, and we're enjoying the Knicks. Are you kidding? Right. That is the main thing. We have some basketball that people care about now. I mean, even myself, who I don't consider myself a college nonsense. Well, with the Knicks, I don't consider myself a diehard Knicks fan the way that I once was, and I'm not a fair weather fan either. But I'm into the games that matter. And earlier on in the year, I was I gave up on the Knicks. I said that's it. They've gotten to such a point now where these games or must-watch. Friday night, and usually Friday night I check out because that's like my one night home with my wife. Friday night, that's a must-watch against Miami, at the very least second half. Last night, that's a must-watch game. These games coming up Tuesday night against Charlotte, this road trip coming up, they're must-watch games. So, we're going to go to the game or what? I don't know if I can afford it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Tickets, <laughs> tickets are ridiculous. I don't know if I can afford it either, but I'm excited. I do want to. I do want to go back, but ticket prices right now are probably through the roof, and you get playoffs on the horizon with the Knicks and Rangers. I probably rather just, and, and plus time wise, like it's got to work out timing wise. Just looking at it here, the Knicks don't even have they have one Saturday game. Before you let me go, though, Sal, I don't want to interrupt. But before you let me go, I'm sorry. Yeah, I go ahead. Sal, these kids, man, what are we going to do about these kids on the Mets? And I know, I know. It's spring training. You don't want to overreact. You don't want to do this and that. But gosh, man, it's so much fun. That's another thing. Spring training, usually by the second game, I'm done with spring training. I don't even want to watch. And the games that I do watch, I watch while the starters are in. Now I'm watching entire spring training games because I can't wait to see these kids come in the game and, and see what they look like. Um, And then when I think about some of the guys that we may have on the bench, mainly Darren Ruff, it's like, can I just have one of these kids on my team, please? One of them. All right, if you had to pick one, which one do you want? Oof. I mean, obviously the guy that, that would you say is in the lead, that, that probably most ready is Fady, right? But then you're like, ah, where's he going to play? Well, I'm he's asking you. I'm asking you which one would you want. Back. You want Mauricio? I mean, which one do you want to see? I get love a, Mauricio. Get a... At least he's yeah, I would love Mauricio, but I know he's not well, ready. I know. Well, there you go. But but and, and look, I don't think any of them are going to make it. And thank you for the call, Hector. But I was asking you, which one would you want? Because there is a possibility of one making it maybe as a DH. And if I had to guess, it would either be Vientos or Mauricio. I do not think Beatty is going to be on the big league team to start the year. They're going to have him go down and play third base, and you know, go down there and rake in AAA and play well and play a good third base before calling him up at some point this year. Same thing with Alvarez. Have him catch, have him maybe get in better game shape, 
uh, and then maybe use his bat if need be whenever that is it, uh, throughout the point of the season. Mauricio and Vientos are two guys who I would think got to be on the brink of potentially either being traded or being ready to contribute like like now as a DH. I don't expect it, but those would be the two guys. Look, the Mets are a veteran team. They're going to go with the Vets, even if it is Darren Ruff, if he comes back healthy and shows he could do something in spring training. And remember, I know it's exciting, and I know Mets fans are going nuts, and Yankee fans to a certain extent too. Peraza, Volpe, everybody gets excited about these young guys because it's a new toy. You want to see the new, fresh toy. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, Beatty. Until, you know, you know, three, four months in, it's like, ah, this guy sucks. He's overrated. Well, what kind of prospect list was that? Everybody want to see uh, Rosario and Dom Smith as well. How'd that work out? Oh, I can't wait to see these young guys. And then you see him and you're like, oh, whoa. Don't quite look ready yet. But with a team that's supposed to go win now, they're going to go with veterans. It's going to be Escobar third. And I would not be stunned if Ruff could get healthy if they give him another opportunity, similar to the way that they gave Cano an opportunity last year to start the year as a DH and then moved on rather quickly. That's probably what they would do with Ruff if, in fact, he does make the team, if, in fact, he's healthy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and he takes the knee of the new york giants are the super bowl 42 champions when this happened you talked about it on the fan they knock off the mighty patriots 17-14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Finish up with your calls. To go to 5 a.m. the warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Eddie is calling from Sheep's Head Bay. What's on your mind this morning, Eddie? 
Hey, I was uh, calling you. I watched the Nick games last night. I mean, I've been watching the games. I, I keep watching the games regardless of how bad they are. But the thing is, before we go crazy and hope they make the finals, they need to – Julius Reynolds seriously has to fix himself. I don't know if you watched the game last night, but – Yeah. I, I, once again, you know, he, he demands the ball. People are in rhythm. He demands the ball. Double team comes. He still tries to force it, and it happens over and over again. Nobody wants to say anything because nobody wants to win their chemistry. But someone has to get into his face and, you know, calm him down. Well, well last night, though – but last night they didn't have Brunson, so that's. Are you talking about specifically the end of the game or the end of the first, the end of uh, regulation and the end of the first overtime? No, it happens a lot this season. I don't know if you watch games carefully. It happens. It happens very often. Yeah, that, no, you know, I, he, no, I get it. To, he, I, I, but Julius Randle's an all star. I mean, yeah, I watch the games. I see it. Julius Randle's an all star. He's not perfect. He's not a perfect player. He's an all star. My issue is that at the end of games when they do it. You know, Randall's going to have turnovers. He's going to go one-on-one throughout the course of a game. Fine. At the end of the game, Randall cannot have the ball in his hand trying to create a shot. It is a disaster waiting to happen. Even in the game where he hit the game winner in Miami, it was a disaster. He's lucky he actually got that shot off and that it went in. It was a miracle. But it was still a bad possession, and he does it consistently all the time because he can't handle the ball with double coverage. The problem is he demands the ball. And I, the problem is he demands the ball, and the, the players, you know, feel like, okay, you know, he's the leader in his team. We gotta give him the ball. That's the problem. I mean, well, once no, he, but once when, when you have Jalen Brunson, there's no excuse. It's not. It's not the players' fault. It's Tibbs has got to demand that Brunson is the guy that has the ball in his hands, and then Brunson could decide who's the, you know, what's the best opportunity there in crunch time. It should not be Julius Randle. It should not that's, be, yeah. That's my point. That's exactly my point. That's that's my point. That Tibbs has to, you know, get in his face and like, you know, you know, have a little more, uh, you know, a little more moxie and uh, have well, him pass the ball I mean, up here you, and there. You, you know, do run, run a play. You you do realize Randall's an all star, two time all star now. No, I do, I do, but we also know he's kind of a head case, right? No, I mean, I, I'm not. Well, what does that have to do with anything? He's. An, I don't care what his uh, what his head status is at. He's a two time All Star. He's helped. Julius Randle is a huge reason why the Knicks are what they are right now. And you take him off this team, the Knicks are nowhere near as good. I don't care about Brunson or not. I, no, I get it. I get. It. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I got that style. I'm right. saying that if you want to step up and and consider the Knicks a Finals team. I mean, that that will have to get fixed. That will have to get uh, tuned up. I, I think, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying, Eddie. I get what you're saying, and thank you for the call. I, I think that it's it's the end-of-game situations. That's what drives me nuts. It's clear Randall wants to be the guy. Randall has hit some game winners, most notably against Miami the other night. Incredible shot for an incredible game. He wants to continue to be that guy. He's not that style of player. He's not a closer like that. Maybe he feels like if he continues to hit these games, game winners, it'll take his game to a superstar status. That's not his skill set. He's not going to close out like Dame or Donovan Mitchell or Luka. It's just not his thing. He's not that player. Now, he may think he is, and I'm not going to tell him he's not, at least not to his face, but he's not that player. Brunson can be that guy. And I don't mind. It's not Randall. It's not that I don't want Randall taking the last shot. I don't want Randall holding the ball as the clock is winding down, waiting to make a move to see what he does with it. That's what I want to prevent. I don't care if he shoots the shot. I'm okay with that as long as it's a good shot. I don't trust him to create the good shot. But to me, this is not an in-game, all-game-long problem. It's just a end-of-game problem. And the reason why I'll give him a pass last night to a certain extent, even though I think quickly still should have had the ball in his hands, or even RJ for that matter, Randall made three bad moves. Took a bad shot at the top of the key, a, a bad three. He had an opportunity to pass to RJ Barrett for an open three, and he didn't. He was ball-hogging it up. And then he turned it over in a key spot. Three plays down the stretch that could have cost the Knicks. It did cost them, but obviously didn't cost them the game. Antonio is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Antonio? Hey, morning, morning, sir. How you doing? Good, Antonio. Good morning. What's on your mind? 
Hey, so real quick, before I get to my mess for you, just a quick shout-out to the Brooklyn Nets for silently signing Nolan Noel and, and looking like they're finally figuring stuff out. I know this is Knicks town, but the Nets are coming on strong again. With that said, uh, also, they are? as far as the Jets go, yeah, I, I, the yeah. Nets. Oh, oh, they Bridges. played last night? Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. I did read about that. Yeah, yeah I read about that. Yeah. yeah oh, is that yeah. the Brooklyn uh, Bridges but, um, guy? Yeah, the Brooklyn Bridges guy, my guy. Oh, Brooklyn yeah. Bridges. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Also, uh, <laughs> real quick, as, as, uh, I'm a big Bills fan since Drew Bledsoe when I started watching football. Um, the Jets are better off signing Derek Carr because they can't draft the quarterback to save their lives. You're better off competing long-term with a vet quarterback than a, a, and a one-year gap when, realistically, uh, with Pat Mahomes and – Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, it'd be a gauntlet. Right, so but who's for the long term? But who scares you more this year, Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? Rodgers this year, but, but if I was a Jet fan, if I know my my office can't draft a, a quarterback, like where, where do I go from here? You know what I mean? No, but, but, but still, uh, you're, I'm, not, I'm not worried about year three if I'm a Jet fan. I'm worried about now. I'm worried about the next two years. If the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, they could beat your Bills and win the division. If they get Derek Carr, I'm not so sure that that's the case. I, I hear you. I think, I think last year with the regression with Josh Allen was more uh, with the elbow injury than anything else. But we'll see what happens this season. Uh, real quick about my point with baseball, uh, LaCastro has to make this team. LaCastro has to make this team over fam, or they have to come in with five outfielders. He needs to be here. With Marte, we, he's going to be here. Nimble's going to be here. But we both know they're going to need their time off. Marte, we'll see how he looks. But we need that type of speed with these new rules. And Vientos, I think out of all the young guys, Vientos needs to be up here. As uh, Of course, they'll probably give up the opportunity. But Vientos has been able to play first. You know, he could play he command third a little bit, which gives that flexibility. But his bat is, is coming around. And we're seeing what, what we saw in the minors, although it's spring training. And I think that this guy – is going to be that DH, uh, right-handed DH for, for a while. So Vientos and maybe, has well, to make well, this maybe, maybe Vientos, you're not getting LaCastro. I mean, I can't imagine. You, you, you think LaCastro's going to be on the team over Tommy Pham? Well, I think because of spring training, because if they say play your heart down in spring training, well, he could start at AAA. I, I'm not saying that's not going to happen, but I think from what I've right. seen so far, LaCastro with the speed, the versatility of actually being able to play center field, and not looking lost like fans look lost at, at times, you know it's it, it's something that the Mets surely need. We need a fourth outfielder with speed. Well, that I'm not all four, well, all four well, yeah, no, but fan Castro would be a fifth outfielder at best. Fam is not fam is going to be on the team, so I, I don't care that he goes over. I don't care if he doesn't make contact in spring training. Tommy Fam is on the team. They signed him to a six million dollar deal. Like Tommy Fam is their fourth outfielder, so he's going to be here. So if you want Castro on the team, and I understand why you do. You have to find another roster spot that he's taking because it's not going to be Tommy Pham. Yeah, yeah, you know, one, one, one could wish it hope, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. And also, my biggest fear right now, as a Mets fan, my final point is that this pitching staff—we we already seeing injuries. Uh, Quintana, I didn't even know uh, Quintana was hurt in Alaska. I always something small, um, but you know, he's uh, had a little injury. Dave uh, Peterson has a foot problem, like. It's already starting, man, and I'm I'm optimistic, but man, like it just it just magnifies having an older rotation. Although I know Peterson is younger, having an older rotation is kind of is rough because now you're thinking like, damn, who else could break down, you know? So it's well, gonna be an interesting season for for the Mets. Well, for sure, Antonio. Thank you for the call. We appreciate checking in. It always happens like this. I don't care if they're young, old. We've seen plenty of young Mets starters hyped. Mets prospects, young starters get hurt. It just happened. I mean, look at Degrom. Whether it's Degrom, Harvey back in the day, Syndergaard, Syndergaard going into the 2017 season, 2016. I feel like they were all hurt. Wheeler getting hurt. It's not the age has nothing to do with it. Pitchers get hurt. Quintana had a little bit of a side tightness thing, so I think they're going to have an MRI today, as a matter of fact, and figure out what's going on. But he's not going to clearly he's not going to pitch in the WBC now. Peterson, they said, is fine. He took a ball off his toe. I mean, that happens to anybody. But it does go quickly. Where always it happens all the time. 
hey, this team's got seven starters. Look at that, eight starters. How are they going to get these guys in? What are they going to do with this guy? Is he going to be stretched in the minors? Are they going to use him as a long reliever out of the pen? What are they going to do? And then, boom, it works itself out. Guys get hurt. Guys get slotted in. Six-man rotation the Mets are talking about doing at times. You can't plan that far out. You don't know what's going to happen. They could lose multiple guys in the rotation, but it's not because of the age. It can happen anyway. But let's not panic. And also, let's reel it in a little bit when it pertains to the spring training numbers. Everybody now wants Mauricio and Vientos you know, to go in the Mets Hall of Fame alongside Howard Johnson this summer. Like, it's not going to happen with these guys. Let's see if they get an opportunity in the big leagues and then what they do with that. But you do not go based off of spring training. It's nice to be put on the radar, have a good spring, better than the alternative, but it doesn't mean anything. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs. Good to have him back. Always appreciate his help. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. I appreciate each and every one of you. See you again tomorrow morning. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 